Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets, a show where three gals who know each other from college decide what if we got together and talked about some of our favorite romance books, romance shows, favorite romance tropes. I'm Liz. And I'm Danny. I'm Wiggles. And welcome to the show. Folks, today we are going to be talking about Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood. But before we get into that, I'm going to just say, obviously a disclaimer from the book, but just, uh, hey, we're a little rough around the edges. I'm going to swear. Danny's going to swear. Wiggles is going to swear. Fuck yeah, we are. Yep, there you go. Um, and we're talking about romance books, so there's also going to be some sexy time talk. So just be prepared for all that. If you're not here for that, I understand and we'll say bye-bye yes okay you've had a chance to leave goodbye now time for the sexy times okay so before we get into the sexy times though we need to talk about other sexy time things or maybe not sexy time things what are you reading what are you watching what are you consuming what are you doing in your day-to-day beyond this book well let's see i am a true crime junkie you know how I am. Yeah. And so I watched a really good documentary series on, I believe it was Discovery Plus today, about the whole um, LDS church, uh, Warren <sighs> Jeffs thing. And it's Ugh. it's following um, his one of his wives that escaped. Oh, I mean, that sounds oh. very interesting and also angry. Yes. I thought you were going to talk about the, like, keep sweet um, Netflix one. Yeah, the sweet... Uh, Keep sweet, pray, and obey. That yeah. one is very good too. But this is on um, Discovery Plus, and it, it is literally mm. the story about like how um, it's his sixty fifth wife. How she—it's just a disgusting thing to even say. Out I loud. know it's so gross. Um, how she escaped. How um, she kind of became. How she came to be um, married to him. Like her sister was married to his father her older sister was and everything and it, it was really interesting i did not know this those motherfuckers had an isolation compound in south dakota oh really yes. west river oh i mean of course they would have to be west uh, yeah river. that kind of shit would never happen east river no. but like she was kept there for like two years Jesus. after she tried to wow get away or she angered him at one point so he sent her to there and i was like are you fucking kidding me well and the thing about west river south dakota is depending where you are you can't get anywhere else yep like no it's isolation yeah, yeah. it's isolation set they had a fucking guard tower oh my god it looks like one of the ranger oh towers in the black hills oh my god yeah i was like oh my god apparently she tried to get away from there 10 separate times yeah it was brought back that's horrific every single time and then they brought her back down to texas and uh, to be guarded by her brother and then she finally got away at that point. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. But so, it was very good. I do want to clarify when we were talking about 65 wives and we went, oh my God, that's disgusting. Uh, it, and it is. We're not in like a we are against polyamory kind of way. Like, no. If you want to have multiple partners because no. everybody's cool and chill and mature about it's it. it's fucking great. consensual. Yes, exactly. There's a big difference there. And educated. And they're not children. Yeah. yeah. Also, when she married him, he was in his 50s and she was... 18 and two weeks nope nope i do want to say something if you're listening to us right now and you're maybe religious or or so far like into your religion that you're maybe 
getting upset with us on the things we say. Uh, I can't imagine you'd still be listening to us after our intro, but if you are, I just want to point out that there's a lot of resources for you to educate yourself on, um, and I don't have them off the top of my head, on maybe why we're saying some of the things we are. So, mm-hmm. uh also, yeah. don't come at us. We don't have anything against Mormonism. We don't have anything no. against Christianity. This is the Extremist. cult that came from Mormonism. Mm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mainstream Mormonism does not allow um, uh, polygamy. Polygamy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the fundamentalist uh, Church of Christ. Yeah. yeah. And it was- um, hope everybody enjoyed uh, that little bit of fucked and dose of reality uh <laughs> sorry i know that no 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 no, no. That's, not what you came for. i asked you a question what of what you were watching and you told me and i was like tell me more yeah because we're we all all three of us really like true crime stuff yeah and yeah. after yeah i went down a rabbit hole today and watched there's it's three episodes long but they're each an hour hmm. and it's her talking about her life and everything and but yes, sorry. I know that is not at all <laughs> the theme of our podcast, but it was it was fascinating, and I do have a thing for cults, learning about them, so that I don't end up in one. Mm-hmm. Wiggles, what is on your media o choice? I just recently what uh, read the Kiss Quotient, and I'm obsessed. Uh, I think I've very thoroughly convinced the other two that we're gonna read it come hell or high water i mean she literally freaked out in our group chat and was like (laughs) i'm broken and it needs to happen and this and we're just like okay like i yeah sure that's that i it's consumed my waking thoughts for quite a bit um I'm not well. Um, <laughs> you keep saying that. I'm like, do I really want to? Do I want to not be well, Wiggles? I think I don't. I don't know if you'll be unwell. I I just know I'm not. I'm I'm not well. Um, I'm flustered. I'm flushed. I'm not. Um, I'm disappointed, knowing for a fact that I will never meet a Michael. Um, which is uh, you'll find out. Um. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so so that's uh, you know put put that put that in your uh, TBR, okay. All right. What about you? Kiss quotient. What about you, lizard? Oh, okay. So I read the Sea Witch, a Little Mermaid retelling mm. by Rebecca F. Kennedy. It was one of those books where like the plot and the story beats were really good. I was like, okay. I like this beat. I like the thing you're going for, but the actual writing style I couldn't get behind. I thought it was bad. I was just like, you're not developing your characters enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you like the idea of instead of Ursula being uh, her aunt, I believe is, is how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, it's just her dad's old best friend and, and a dude. Um, yeah. It's kind of good. And then I'm I'm also in the middle of reading What Lies Beyond the Veil by Harper L. Woods because it came in my TikTok that said uh, where the villain gets the girl. And I was like, okay, I want to know. That's the same I want to read. There's a book that I saw on TikTok that is called Hooked. And I'm very interested in it. And I think I'm going to make these bitches read it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is also a the villain gets its 
Captain Hook. I've been into villain stories lately, as you uh, can tell. I usually am. But I like the darker side of my romance novels. I, the villain, <laughs> the problem that I have with villain stories is, like, for the longest time, they were very, like, Omega-verse alpha yeah, yeah. And I'm like, meh. Mm-hmm. Meh. I like, so I like it like a good alpha, alpha book, but I hate the Omega-verse. Yeah. Like, I, it weirds me out. There's something about it that I'm just like, it turns me off instantly. I'm like, eh, no. I don't like anything that says that all women are the uh, the submissive breed. Anything that's that, I'm like immediately grossed out. Anywho, let's talk about today's uh, book. And uh, <laughs> um, so this was my kind of my recommendation kind of I like I hadn't read it so it wasn't like a recommendation as in I was like I read this book and I highly recommend it because I didn't know what I was getting into quite either um I had read uh the love hypothesis and I did really like the love hypothesis so I was like hey this one's brand new or brand new ish it came out in I think like August 2022 um so I was like we should check this one out since it's the newer one um so this is uh, Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood. Um, a little quick author rundown just to give you some info um, about her. Since we do try to like try to do that when we can get information. Um, Allie Hazelwood is uh, a pen name for an Italian neuroscience professor. Um, we got another cool. big brain on big brain here. All right. Well, that makes a lot of um, sense. There was a lot of yeah. There's a lot of moments in the book where I'm like, she must be a scientist. The author must be a scientist because yeah. how the fuck would you know any of this shit? Right. You're like, you have to work in academia mm-hmm. to know this mm-hmm. shit. Like, I was like, oh, man, you know what you're talking about. Even just some um, of the bureaucracy of how things work. Yes. Let me tell you, and yes. we're gonna get into it. As somebody who's in corporate America, um, we're I was triggered. <laughs> But we'll get into it after your author rundown. Yes. Um, also, I will say, like, if um, all of her books do kind of circle around STEM. So if you do like the STEM and academia factor, um, I do highly suggest you go back uh, or not go back, but you take a look at the love hypothesis. They are not sequential in any way, shape or form. You can read them in any order. Um, and they're not related to one another. So um, unlike... She also wrote a series of novellas um, called Under One Roof, Stuck With You, and Below Zero. These came out um, in a book that just recently called Loathe to Love You in 2003. So all, all under one, like, you can buy, like, the one book hmm. um, rather than buying each individual novella. So that's pretty cool. She was raised in Italy and then lived in Japan and Germany. So she kind of like moved around a lot and then eventually came to the United States to get her PhD in neuroscience and is also currently working as like a full-time professor, a priority on studying like brain stimulation and cognitive neuroscience, which uh, definitely plays into this book. Absolutely. So um, a couple of other things. I listened to an interview she did on another podcast, one that um, I like, and uh, I've kind of talked about with with Danny and Liz before, learning the tropes. 
So if if you are looking for even more romantic book content, I would suggest checking them out. And she was saying that she started writing fan fiction as like a way to get through her PhD. I'm obviously paraphrasing here. And from that, from her from writing her fan fiction, that's actually where she gets a lot of her work at, to that she's expanded into for her books. Especially if you look at the love hypothesis, she's very open and honest about the fact that that is Adam Driver in um, in the the Star Wars universe. <laughs> um, so, oh, really? You say? Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, Danny. <laughs> I do have a giant crush on Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. What can I say? I like a bad boy. Yeah, yeah. I, I see we're going back to the villain trope again. Yeah. Now read both the love hypothesis and love on the brain i do think that danny especially would probably you would be more inclined to to the love hypothesis just um knowing your reading style um but you're saying that there's more sex yeah. in that one no oh. um there's actually more sex in this one well what the but, fuck damn it uh, <laughs> but because well uh in another article that I found, apparently, like, in order to save room, um, in this article from The Tempest, she says that she had to cut a lot of sex scenes that she didn't want to cut from the love hypothesis. Um, but there's a lot more sexual tension. Um, mm. And also just, like, I don't know. I do like sexual um, tension. Yeah, it, I don't know. It just uh it's a little bit of different bit of a different vibe. We'll talk we'll talk we can talk more about that. That's not the book we're talking about today. Today we're talking about the love hypothesis. No, the love on the brain. Love on the brain. Love on the love hypothesis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Damn it, Wiggs, get your I shit together. Wiggles, do you have I'm a sorry. synopsis for this? Sorry, Rihanna. Oh sure. Okay. I can do that. Okay. Um. Well, let's let's go with this. So, um, imagine, if you will, that you're a super super smart, um, crazy neuroscience person, and uh, your entire life, uh, you've been working towards a series of goals, and then you get get in a position where like your life just isn't going the way you want, but. Then I don't know where NASA's like, by the way, bitch, we want you. And she's like, yeah, this is going to be great. But then you got to work with your mortal fucking enemy. And you're like, no. Um, and she goes anyway. And then a cat tries to kill you. Uh, but then you spend your entire t- time like being like, no, but I want this cat. I'm going to adopt this cat and I'm going to love this cat. But that's not the plot. It's just an important thing to know. Um, so... <laughs> So then you're like working with this guy and he's a total asshole and is up in your biz and is not helpful and is undermining your authority. But psych, it turns out all of the problems that you've been having are a series of complications that just don't make any sense and aren't his fault. Um, And actually, he really does want to work with you. And there's some weird like vibes come in there and you kind of like them and as you like build along and you start working on this special nasa science helmet you're like whoa green eyes you got you got good vibes going over there um and you're like also you you got good vibes in bed i like that 
Um, but then we skipped to them going the better history. in bed together already. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, she's doing a synopsis of the entire thing. All right. Keep going. I interrupted you. Keep going. Keep going. But then it turns out that your entire past is coming back to haunt you because all the crazy shit that happened in college is affecting your entire potential relationship. Will you be able to survive it? Will you be able to make a NASA helmet that astronauts can survive? Find out in Love on the Brain. Well, the, the you NASA... You really went very Dragon Ball Z at the end there. I liked it. I did. I love the anime, like... Will, will Goku survive his first encounter with Cell in his final form? Last time on Dragon Ball Z. Um, so, uh, the, the NASA doesn't need them to make the helmet because astronauts can't survive. It's to help them increase their, like, cognitive, like, reaction time, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but like, um, you still need to make a ha- helmet that can. Well, yeah, not that's not going to kill them. Increase their cognitive reaction time that won't kill them. Yeah. And give them seizures, as it turns out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but before we get to the seizures, where what do you guys think about B? What did you think of her as our heroine, our love interest, our? I don't know. I like her mannerisms a lot. What a great fucking like start. I like her mannerisms. Well, like just the way she puts things and the yeah. way she's funny as fuck sometimes. You're just like, oh, okay. Like when they discover mm-hmm. her, like her uh, grad student bumping uglies with another mm-hmm. girl on the team in on her desk in NASA, which is just not the the appropriate place for that situation. And she's just like, when the authorities are there, like when the people that are in charge are there, she's like, yeah, don't do that. And then afterwards she was like, oh, get it, girl. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And my, my, again, corporate America brain went off of like, don't do that ever. That's bad. That's how you get fired from jobs. And then you don't get more jobs because they tell people, don't ever do that. Yeah, no, I was the same, but it was just like, oh my God, why would they do this? And like, I knew those two were going to end up bumping uglies, let's be honest. Yeah, it totally gave the vibe from the beginning. So her assistant and Kaylee, I believe uh, is her name. Yeah, uh, Kaylee. Who is the project manager on the uh, project. The They did they did the... The project manager on the project. I'll tell you what. Um, oh, yeah. The project is called Blink. Blink. Um, Thinking you might miss it. Yeah, they decide to do to do the nasty, but it totally made sense because like the entire time, her assistant was like, "I don't like this girl. I don't want her around me," mm-hmm. and just being very like for no reason aggressive. And I'm like, "Ah, I see what's happening. Ah, <laughs> you have a thing. <laughs> I understand." They're also extremely opposites. Yeah. In personality, her like, um, her assistant is very goth. They're both extremely intelligent women, um, but her assistant is very goth, very macabre mm-hmm. in her decision making. She constantly is bringing up like random statistics about like spiders and shit, mm-hmm. and she'll just say it randomly. And she's like, "Did you know this?" And B's like, "Well, now I do," you know. And so there's that. And then Kaylee is she's Elle Woods. She's Elle Woods. Yeah. She's extremely intelligent. But she is glitters and pink and mm-hmm. sparkles and unicorns. <laughs> I think that they're definitely put in the book to be like, 
Hey, B, have you attempted to pull your head out of your ass? Oh, yeah. They're definitely meant to be like, uh, a foil is not the right word, but you know, like an example for B to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't have to be this way. Well, because B and, (laughs) so for context, right, like B and Levi went to grad school together and the entire time Levi was just like grumpy and like pissy at her and he would never like look at her yeah and didn't want to be around her didn't want to talk to her and b thought like oh he hates me um and then in reality as the viewers or in this case the readers know from day one it was because he was like madly fucking in love with yeah her. massive crush mm-hmm. and was just like i can't be around her because she is currently dating someone else engaged mm-hmm. to somebody else yeah eventually well, engaged to somebody else who's a deal and that's that's like a really big sticking point, and I don't know if we want to talk about do it because I have things to that say this early, but I have so many things to say about Same that. Same, I have things to say. Um, oh, let's 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 just get in there. Let's get into it. Let's just get right into let's it right away. Get up in there. So, um, I was terrified that I was going to hate him, and he was going to be completely irredeemable because I don't give a fuck if you're in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, are you talking about what he did in grad school, or are you talking about what he did at NASA? Both. So, I I actually was about to text you. I was on, like, page fucking 70 of this book. And I was like, Wiggles, <laughs> if this doesn't turn around, I will not be finishing this. <laughs> I will right? throw this book across I literally, the fucking room, like, and I, I don't care. I literally was like, I don't know if I can keep reading this. Because, so, he, in B's eyes, her project is getting sabotaged. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not mm-hmm. getting invited to meetings. She's not getting documents she's supposed to get. Her equipment isn't showing up. He's not emailing her back. Right. Yes. And we, we we later find out um, the the bad guy is... It's partly the bad guy just doing, and then partly NASA, because she doesn't technically work for NASA. She works for the NIH. Yes. Um, doesn't want the NIH on this project, so they're sabotaging her because of that. You know, fucking corporate politics, whatever. Yeah. And... I was just like, this book, I am trusting that this book is, t- this, that they're not going to make Levi actually the one who did this. Because if he is, there is nothing. Oh, yeah. No. no. I would, there would be no redeeming for him. Because that is I, her I most important was, thing is her job. This, well, the her. same. I was having the same reaction where I was like, do I need to tell us to, ch- to change books right now? Mm-hmm. I was like, because I was reading it into it where i was like oh no oh what the fuck are we reading yeah oh my god i was listening to it somebody is telling me this story and i'm like i haven't heard anything from the girls so i'm assuming this gets turned around because i was i was getting (laughs) triggery i had a text fucking written in my phone (laughs) and i didn't send it because i was like we have to read this because we've committed to it because like okay so let's let's start with the grad school stuff because i feel like that it even though we find that information out later i don't think i still find that redeemable but Uh, well okay so here's my thing about the grad school stuff um the excuse that is given is that he is essentially told by the the fiance boyfriend Mm -hmm. at whatever stage they were in the relationship that b is uncomfortable being around him right yes right and so he is actively doing everything in his power to not be around her because he doesn't want to make her uncomfortable 
Well, like, uh, yeah, I get it. So from her perspective, she thinks he's doing everything because he hates her. And from his perspective, he's trying to do everything to not make her uncomfortable by not being around or by not engaging. And what's actually Mm -hmm. happening is he being a early 20 something bro and even says in the book he doesn't know how to communicate Mm -hmm. at that stage in his life um, is making it worse. Well, and to the point where she is not the only one that thought he hated her. Yeah. Literally yes. everyone that knew the both of them in grad school thought he despised her. Yeah. Yes. Arguably, my career is is in the arts, but I definitely work in the STEM version of the yes. arts. Yes. I frequently am the only woman in the much like the description that B has yep. mm-hmm. in the where she's talking about like there's the bonus woman, mm-hmm. and you're like, thank God, <laughs> right? Yes, there's another one. It is genuinely one of my fears that the way that he behaves is something that happens to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I have to sit there and question if it is. If something like that is the reason that somebody is treating me the way that I'm being treated, if that's the reason I'm being railroaded the way I am, you have these moments where you're like, I can't possibly be that you just fucking hate me. It can't be that you're threatened by me because I have no power in this situation. You have all the authority. Why Why are these things happening? Why are you acting this way? Mm-hmm. But you, you feel like you're crazy to suggest that, that something like that would be happening behind the scenes. <laughs> it, this was really hard to read. It was really, it was hard, really to hard to read. So, it triggered me a lot. So uh, from a person who's not in like academia or not in like government work or whatever in that kind of like sector but in like true corporate america as i was reading it i was just like i know that this shit has happened uh-huh. maybe not to this level but like i i know the fucking politics mm-hmm. i've had people take shit personally that they shouldn't i've had people like oh my god and i i literally was i was having a time yeah and i i mean i definitely mm-hmm. feel it is a little less so in the midwest because Midwest nice is a thing, but uh, it still happens. No, 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 lot. no. It really? happens worse because nobody wants to confront anybody in the Midwest. So it's all fucking yes. behind each other's backs. Ugh. Right. So, and, and if you do say something, oh no, yeah. he would do that. He's the nicest guy. Right. He would never do that. Okay, yeah. we're, we're going down the rabbit hole that I will spend three hours down if we don't. Fair enough. Also, oh, we could talk about this for ages. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Danny. I'm There's a whole another podcast that's called People Bitching People Out in Corporate America that I would run. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing that really bothered me. So at one point she runs into her dick face ex-fiance and her ex-best friend who he cheated on her with. Mm-hmm. And one mm-hmm. thing that kind of irritates me is like she like traps her in the bathroom the ex-best friend traps B in the bathroom and like profusely apologizes and everything which I understand but like she actually kind of forgives her and starts like slowly starting to have like a text conversation with her again and like I didn't like that at all um yeah so actually I wasn't as upset about them kind of like getting back together like her and her best friend because it wasn't I think I would have been upset if it was just like a big love fest but it was kind of that like all right we'll try and still distrustful and everything and i get that i just it like it irked me i'm like no that bitch would never be spoken to again by me not like it's one thing if it's your friend but she that was literally like her ride or die 
yeah. best friend. And I'm like, mm, I, I just don't think I'd ever be able to trust her again. But I'm a bitter human. Well, I think I do. I do think this book, like one of the underlying themes, you know, if we were back in like language arts um, class in high school, it would be what? perspective, right? Because like this whole book is about mm-hmm. different people's perspectives on situations, yeah. and specifically yes. Annie's, right? Annie, fuck. Her whole thing is just that she saw B as like this perfect person who just had everything and. Mm-hmm. She didn't understand how she could get that. And there, and she made the really big mistake of being like, well, if I pretend to be here for a moment with Tim, will that, will that do it? That's such a weird thing, though. It's like, a, I guess, I, I think, I, you know, I don't... I, I get it. I don't I just, think that it doesn't... Yeah, I don't think that it's not true. My thing is, that does that's not enough for me to forgive you. Yeah. No, like, no, 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 no. And but I think that's that's the thing is she didn't forgive her. She just opened the door a little bit, mm-hmm. like and just mm-hmm. allowed that because it you know it been I, I don't remember years. ten years, uh, and said well maybe we can at least talk. Yeah. Well, and, and she even Annie did say that she was like I was hoping that like when you because she was supposed to go to the same place yeah. as them for work and everything after after they graduated because mm-hmm. this happened like right before they graduated. Yeah. And so they were all supposed to start work in the fall at this certain company, and B didn't end up going, because why the fuck would she? Yeah, why would you go where your Mm ex-fiancé and your ex-best friend are going, and then work with them? Yeah, no, that'd be torture. Um, But I I don't understand why Annie thought she would show up, because she said that she... Because sometimes you just get so delusional on hope mm-hmm. right like you just think and really hope that that person will be there and then when they're not you spiral into a depression which is what happened to her yeah like i just well i think that human beings in general are always hoping for their for consequences to not come through yep correct you know what i mean like that's that's what i think it always boils down to and that's that's throughout this book yeah ultimately is is a theme as well like are just people hoping against hope that consequences won't come through uh, and it's in big things and it's mm-hmm. in little things it's it's stuff like her assistant hoping that that enough will be done that she doesn't have to worry about the the gre's tests mm-hmm. um it's stuff like um you know levi hoping that the consequences of how he behaved in college isn't going to affect how him and b interact with each other at their work it's like it's all these people doing the most human thing which is just hoping that they can get move forward without ever actually having done the work Mm -hmm. to undo the things that they've done Mm -hmm. yeah um i would take like to take a a hard shift uh in topic if we're okay with that because you mentioned something that i need to talk about which is the (laughs) g-r-e's fuck the dreries book the GREs. Now, I have never taken it. I will. I put that caveat out there. Um, I was fortunate enough that, sorry, I was fortunate enough that my grad program, with the like with what I had under my belt at that point in time, did not require me to take the GREs. Wiggles, did you have to take the GRE? Uh, no, most most I shouldn't say most, but a lot of a lot of arts programs don't require the GRE. Sure, because they're judging you based on other things. Yeah, they're both they're judging you on like, do you have the artistic style that we're gonna like you on? And so they can objectively throw you out because they don't like your 
I literally, like, the first time I applied to grad school, they didn't like my, br- they didn't like my pencil strokes when I was drawing. The fuck you say? Mm-hmm. They said I wasn't going to be able to keep up with the drawing classes. Anyway. Academia is fucking I'm kind of glad I didn't finish college. <laughs> grad school is... Uh, this is a PSA to anybody who's thinking about going to grad school. Unless you want to teach, don't. I will. Well, unless you need an advanced degree for yeah. the thing you want to do, don't. I will say, as somebody who has a a master's degree, um, it didn't teach me anything. A hundred percent, it didn't teach me anything. Uh, I got it for the piece of paper, and I'm still paying it off. Do I? Think, and it's just a piece of paper yeah. that says you know how to do the thing. I'll, in most cases, maybe you'll learn a few things. You'll pick up a few things yeah, in grad school that you didn't know before. Um, but basically, it's a glorified piece of paper that confirms that you know the things that you already knew before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, also, if you're considering like a trade school or something, good for you. If yes. you're considering going into a certain line of work that you don't have to go with that, also good for you. Because yes. like, so I did go to college for a couple of years, but I did drop out. Um, my brother has a teaching degree. Guess what? He doesn't teach. He doesn't teach, and we actually have the same exact fucking job. We work for the same company. Yeah. My current job is in academia. I don't know a single person who I've conversed with that talks about their grad school and isn't traumatized from it. I mean, I'll tell you that I wasn't traumatized, but I also did it all online and just knew that the whole point of doing it was a piece of paper. Like some classes I took were very educational and I really, I actually enjoyed the material. Some classes I took, I'm like, okay, the whole point of me paying hundreds of dollars is to take three tests and get in and just that's the end of it. Yep. Uh, if you want to ask me about networking, don't because I don't remember a shit about that class. Just saying, I am completely paid off on the student loans that I did have. That is fucking nice. Yep. I, and I have been for like two years now. Fuck, you want to pay mine off? <laughs> no. Now, my credit card debt. It's fine. I'm getting See, there. When I paid off my when I paid off my credit card debt, that was me paying off my grad program. So, I have my grad program paid off. I do not have my undergrad paid off. I have undergrad um, paid off, but not grad. Mostly because at this point, the the those undergrad payments are between Joe Biden and God. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's I, that's where I'm sitting. I'm like, we can cut this out, or you know, <laughs> should we go back to the romance? Maybe we should. It's safer there. I don't know. Kind of. I don't know about that. Well, um, you know, we're gonna vent all fucking night if we don't. So, oh what did you guys? Well, what did you guys think of Levi? Our our masculine bro. Me. Well, he's not a bro. He's just like he's just our dude. He's our sexy man. He was fine. I will he say that they're the rescue was hot like the, the the like going back to like thinking about his like thigh i was like I oh that. i thought you're yeah. talking about when he like <laughs> saved her from the graveyard because in my head i was like no, this that is the hot. biggest wiggles move i've ever read in a book it really was <laughs> over over bridgerton i was like this is did wiggles write this about herself <laughs> <laughs> especially somebody who literally used to go running in a graveyard wiggles right i was like um bitch so (laughs) did you follow me like what so for those of you who haven't read the book yet spoiler alert uh, if you haven't read the book what are you doing here you're gonna like hear about everything about the book we've already ruined it but she goes running in a graveyard 
and in she she's trying to do a couch to 5k which by the way i also have that app so i felt a little triggered on that one um it's a real app it is a real app yeah it is a real app yeah you can even have like you can pick a certain trainer on the app mine is a zombie she goes running in the cemetery and she like she's trying to do the couch to 5k she makes it about three minutes running and then like flattens herself on a grave and is laying there for a while. Well, in the process of her laying there trying to, like, not die, the cemetery closes. And so they lock her in. Who the fuck is locking the cemetery without checking if anybody's there? Very good question. Um, but, and so, and her phone is dying. And so she, like, tries to call her assistant and she's not answering. And so her only option, because she's also in a new town, mm-hmm. she's supposed to be living in Houston for, like, three months three months during this project so she's it's like the second day she's there too yeah and so the only option she has for a phone for somebody that she has a phone number for is levi yeah it is the most wiggles thing i have ever read in a book though is getting locked in the fucking 100 percent cemetery like the thing that's least believable though is like it would have taken literally every nerve in my body for you to convince me that that bro was gonna catch me oh yeah because she's a skinny bitch and i ain't and i would have been like no Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. you're gonna have to find another way to get me over this fucking guy you're not gonna catch me i also think there's no no way way. you would have cracked as early as she did and called for help like you would have been there a solid hour and a half. <laughs> that the same could be said for all three of us. I would have gotten oh, no. out. I, I would have busted my way out. I would have climbed that. Oh, I would have climbed that motherfucking fence too. Like I would have. Before I asked it. for help, one hundred percent. I would have busted my ass at least seven yeah. times trying to climb that fence. Cried angry tears, cleaned myself up, and then find like. Finally, I would have been like, I've got 1% battery life. Get your bitch ass over here. I'd be the bitch like <laughs> trying to push my way through the um, through the fence, like folding a boob. In. <laughs> I was literally about to say, Danny, those tatas ain't going through no fence. I will make them. <laughs> One boob at a One time. One boob at a time. Just like fold it down, smush it in, hike her up. I know how to deal with these fuckers. I've had them for a very long time. Tits and ass. Oh my tits, God. tits and ass. Tits and ass. That's, tits that is and the only problem is though, I could probably deal with my titties. That, I also boobs. have dead ass. Look, you just gotta be got flat hips, chested and flat ass like me. Them hips. <laughs> You're not flat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, well, I guess I'm technically a B cup, but that's this. That does not relevant. Also, I like your booty. I've I've squeezed it before. <laughs> Look, working in an office, man, has really done a number on my caboose. <laughs> I mean, I I just I eat lots of things I shouldn't. So I, that's why I have the ass I do. Also, I, had I a eat lots child. of things I shouldn't, and I have to squat a lot for my job. So my butt is is simultaneously big. And flat. So it's... You got that big flat Not ass. great. I'll see you. Big flat ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what... It gets the people going somewhere else. It's the milkshake that brings the boys to the yard. Yes. Someone else's yard. <laughs> <laughs> I think you broke this. On that one. It was just the speed of the response. <laughs> are squirrely tonight um oh my god okay so no but it's no go ahead 
one of the things that I found weird though is that they then bond over, over like you're vegan, I'm vegan. I guess we're soulmates. <laughs> right. There is that. Well, I mean, they uh, bond over their love of movies, too, because mm-hmm. they're both obsessed with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And Look, they love cats. I need to have a little bit of a side. Okay. They mention a lot of things that uh-huh. they're like, uh-huh. only in Star Wars, only in Star Wars. And I'm like, look, that's fine. Nothing against Star Wars. But don't you motherfucking say only in Star Wars as Star Trek exists. Correct. <sighs> fucking. Liz is a Trekkie. I have Klingon tattooed on myself, straight up. Also true, yes. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. The rage has been, like, squashed. You're going to... We're talking about the wrong thing. This book. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. Bringing it in. So I have to say this. I don't think I liked Levi. And here's the thing. It's not that I didn't like Levi. It's that, like, I didn't get any, like, butterflies. Same. No butterflies in this book. I was kind of like, eh, he's fine. Agree that he was not as powerful of a like romantic lead as I was hoping for. Like especially coming off of the love hypothesis, I was like constantly having heart palpitations off of the the other guy in that one. Um, and so there was just sort of this like, uh, and I think that part I think that part of the reason that there was no like will they won't like because. It felt like a foregone conclusion. You didn't have to be a literary genius to figure out that, like, something we haven't talked about yet is that their Twitter handles. Yeah, they've right? been great friends on Twitter for years. Right. Yes. And so, it like, it felt very much like a foregone conclusion that they were going to figure out that those Twitter handles were each other. And so he would... Like, you already knew from the jump that he was already in love with her. Mm-hmm. You already knew from the jump that, like... There was a part of her that was in love with a part of him. Like, the, like you know, like, well, the, it was. So what did you guys think of the Twitter friendship? So, right. She has a really popular Twitter account and he has a popular Twitter account. And they both talk about like science, academia, STEM. And they became friends through that on Twitter, mm-hmm. but only knowing each other through their Twitter handles. So we as the audience know it's those two Mm -hmm. i mean you know yeah it's really obvious you're like okay yeah right but um obviously they have no fucking clue what did you guys think of that plot device it was a little obvious for me i i'm not saying that i didn't enjoy like i liked the little friendship they had with it i liked the idea that she just randomly made this this what would marie curie do Mm -hmm. is was her twitter handle and it's basically bitching about the fact that in STEM, women have to work so much harder, not necessarily work so much harder, but women get overlooked in STEM a right. lot. And it was basically stating that, you know, I wonder what Marie would think about this. And I wonder what she would think about this. And that's why she got so popular, because there were a lot of women that do work in the STEM fields and understand the frustration. And it was a way to basically scream into the void, too. I think, like... I think the thing that I didn't like about it is it didn't have a good enough conclusion for me. Because when she finally found out, they were already in their fuck buddy semi-relationship thing. And it was just kind of like, oh, also this. Yeah. Instead of being something that maybe could have, they could have found out sooner. Yeah. Yeah. And then they could have like talked about it and had moments of like, okay, this is interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. 
with their like Twitter handles and stuff, it would have been real easier, really easy to have them figure it out earlier mm-hmm. on. You know, they, they talk with each other enough on the Twitter handles that they kind of know each other's situations without knowing 100%. But they were together enough that, you know, they could have had somebody tweeting her pop up on her phone screen and vice versa and seen it. Like, it would have been a fairly easy thing for them to discover earlier on, which I think would have been a better device for her to realize that she really does like Like him. him. Well, especially because throughout the book, she talks about, like, this is one of the few people that actually gets it. Mm -hmm. Well, can you imagine, too, if instead of them being oblivious, that either one or both of them knew the entire time, and they're, they're sitting there responding to one another, being like, Wink, wink. I think you should go for it. I'm telling you right now. Right? Like, um, imagine that they both don't think the other one knows. Mm -hmm. And they're trying, like, but they're, like, confessing all these feelings without without ever having to, like, deal with the consequences. Mm -hmm. Thinking that they're never going to find out. Right? Yeah. That would be really interesting. Also, Um, also, she has a very unflattering nickname for him and uses it with him. Without him knowing. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was never really addressed. The Wardass? Yeah. Yeah. She calls him Wardass constantly and calls it to him without him knowing because she's talking to him on Twitter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, like, that's never addressed. Like, he was like, hey, I would have been like, hey. <laughs> well, say, one thing that I did really like when they did finally start kind of coupling up and becoming friendly it was clear that they did have a lot in common they did fit together as a couple right Mm -hmm. like they had similar humor they did you know they they did have the dietary thing they did have a lot of nerd stuff that they they shared in common like they did both care strongly for advocating for for um social issues and political issues and things like that um and i did really enjoy that like one of my favorite passages that I that I had to bookmark is when they were like making bets over where the folder was. You know that bit yeah, where the, he's I like, that. I, I, I know it's that. there. That that was hilarious when he's like, okay, well, what should I do if I win? You know, whatever. And she's like, should I come over and express poor Schrodinger's anal glands? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, Schrodinger's very very private about his anal glands. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I think that poor cat. I think if there would have been more moments like that. I would yeah. have been more yes. into it. Um, I will say one of the things mm-hmm. I didn't like, though, was a lot of... But, however, it was very true to life. Mm-hmm. But a lot of B's professional issues, like with her team and all of that, Levi kind of had to step in and fix and, like, get them to pay attention to her and, and mm-hmm. give her the time of day. Um, which, unfortunately, is very true to life, is you need to have that one man in your corner so that you seem validated Yeah, as okay. a woman. Yes! Uh, but, it, you know, sometimes... In your books, you don't want to read real life things. <laughs> also, very true. You want to just yeah. pretend that you can solve it without a man coming in. Um, what does she call it? She calls it. Uh, oh God, I don't know what she calls it either. Sausage something. Sausage referencing. Sausage referencing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Which yeah, I found yeah. delightful. I liked her terms for that kind of stuff. Yeah, Again, funny. not really something I usually want in my books. I'm not saying I didn't like the book. I'm just, it's not something I normally want in my books because I don't want to deal with that stuff that we deal with in real life. I read different books for that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
I read smut books for smut. Should we talk about smut? Yeah. There wasn't a time. Um, there wasn't a lot, but there was a lot that was referenced too. I don't know. Like it was pretty vanilla. Like, it was pretty vanilla. It was. The only time that it, it was. wasn't vanilla is when she gave him a blowjob and and like he, he was asking to see, you know, the, the finish. That um, made me want to throw the book across the room. I oh, was like, absolutely not. See, I, and I, I like maybe really want that passage a couple of times and I was like, okay, this is actually the one really dirty part of this. I, I, I don't like. No, I don't like it either, but it was like finally doing something. The only one that, the one part that I was kind of like, oh, all right then, was he was like, look at her from behind. Mm -hmm. And then like pulled out and ate her out. (laughs) I do like that there's a lot of references to like, wait a minute. Like like he having to be like, I'm going to finish and I don't want to. So we're going to pause or like stop and do something else. And I was like, that feels more real than I think a lot of times we get with like sex in either in books um which do have a tendency to reflect maybe porn a little bit more uh-huh. um so to have those actual moments of like sex not always being like uh, feeling as scripted it's just yeah. like okay we're going and okay we need to like we need pause. to slow down a little bit because i'm gonna yep no i did i did like that those moments yeah so this is something that i think ali hazelwood does really well is that she doesn't romanticize sex like she doesn't mm-hmm turn it into something where like it's perfect just because the couple is trying to have sex and it's a romance novel um and so she like one of the things that i liked is i'm i was trying to figure out where it was but like um there's a part where like b is almost like trying to rush Uh it and he's like no 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 (laughs) you need to like i'm trying to figure out what where that is um but i think it's like early on i think it's like the like first one of their times first times sex yeah and and he like actively slows her down because he can tell that it doesn't feel good to her mm-hmm. yeah um, it is the first time they have sex because he is as it as it always is in, it always is in, in these books books well endowed he is quite well endowed and she hasn't mm-hmm. had sex in a really long time right. and neither has he because he said that he hadn't yes. had sex since he saw her Oh, I need to get into that later. Yeah, that but, one weirded me um, out a bit, but... We'll talk about the smut, and then I need mm-hmm. to talk about that. Uh, but yeah, so I I really appreciated that, that it was, you know, it wasn't perfect. Yeah. And, but it also, like, that she writes characters who care. Mm-hmm. To me, that's almost... That is much more intriguing, our yes. characters yes. that would actually take the time to, like, pay attention to their partner's needs. Because, mm-hmm. like... How many times, um, whether it's on a podcast or TikTok or some other form of social media, do you ha- have to like hear from women that they like, let's be clear, it's not assault, it's not rape, it, but it's just not good. Right. It's painful. Yeah. It's not like it's good. You're not listening. You, you know, she, she wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. She didn't feel good about yep. it, but she was like felt pressure to like deliver the goods Mm -hmm. right look this is the second podcast i've identified that i'm going to start in this which is how sex education is extremely important because that's what it comes down to like it's both and porn is not sex education education. i I have nothing against porn no sex work is real work 100 percent. i do have a problem against certain porn sites and like the way they portray 
very male uh the male gaze type porn but yeah no we need to we need to really understand how sex works and i did like that a lot in this book of being like we need to take pauses we need to take moments we need to like Learn I need to make other. sure you're actually ready yes. for this. Yeah, because here's the thing, and I I don't know how many men are going to be listening to this. If you're listening, men, women, it's 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 harder to get us going. It takes more work. It does. Trust me, it's worth it. But it takes more work. We we aren't instantly there. It 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 doesn't work that way. Well, everybody's different, right? Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, you, just, yeah. you need to learn but the other person. But the, the vast majority of women don't go from, I I made, well, okay, this kind of is a, like, hey, going back to why I really want us to read the kiss quotient. <laughs> like, um, I think that there are a lot more women that will feel, that will read the kiss quotient, regardless of whether or not they're artistic, and will very much relate the heroine of that book and and how she feels uncomfortable with sex um i like that is not the book we're talking about right now obviously but like i think that there is what men are taught that they are just supposed to take the lead with sex and i think that that's bullshit because there's no it's not as if you're men are are really taught how to do well with sex they're just taught that they should take the lead with Mm -hmm. sex um, based on what? But, what what do you have as someone who's growing into becoming a man to have experience to know what to do? You don't. You just, you don't. You don't have any more experience than a woman does. But women are told that they need to withhold and are taught that their sexual behavior is something to be frowned upon. Yeah. From birth, they are to- scolded away from their sexual activity. And so how how could that not come to a head and be negative? How could that not? Well, and on top of it, as women, like, we're, we also see a lot of, in, in the media and whatever, that the man takes the lead and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we really just need to get to the point where we talk. Like, sex is weird, man. You know what? It is. You need to start, we need to start embracing that it's not the, like, romantic shit where you see on TV where it's, like, the lights dim and it's, like, music plays and everybody is, like, ah. That's not, I mean, sex is fucking weird. The second he enters her, she orgasms. That drives me nuts in movies. Oh, my. It drives me nuts. I'm, like, in books, too, and I'm just, like, no. No. That's not, that, unless you did a real good job leading up to that whole lot of foreplay Mm -hmm. it ain't gonna happen well once again i don't know how many men who like to sleep with women are going to be (laughs) listening to this okay well then the women who are listening to this talk yes and i I mean that like i'm dead serious like in the middle of sex fucking talk be like yes this no this more this can we try this yep you like, need to be able to talk. communicate your needs to the partner you're with. And if you can't, then I don't think you should be with that partner. Oh, also, also, because sex is weird, there's going to be times where you laugh. Something oh, dumb is going to happen yeah. and just be like, okay, that was fucking dumb. Uh, I that thing happened. I literally told Liz earlier that uh, me and a partner knocked over a like cube shelf in my room and he went ass over tea kettle over top of it. And then we got the church giggles, because how could you not? <laughs> like, he literally has a scar on his face to this fucking day because of that. And it's funny. Yeah. 
Like, or, and also, girls, never be ashamed of the fact that that motherfucker pushed air into you and then it comes out pooted. Look, that's just That's, that's just physics. how it works. It's just physics. He pushed it in. It's got to come out. I think this is a way also for us to segue back to you. Like, you wanted to talk to talk about the fact that he says, like, he hasn't been anyone, with anyone since he was, like, by the way, bees on the scene. Yeah. Like, I... I'm gonna um, tangent a little I bit if we do that though, like because I'm gonna go down a, a dark yes. path. Um, there's one thing I want to talk about before that, and I think that this will segue mm-hmm. us into that pretty well. One of the things that like B has also not really been no. with with partners, and I think that more and more we're like our generation, the generation following us, we're deciding not to have a ton of partners, mm-hmm. um, and. That that is not a critique on those who choose to have a ton of no, partners. absolutely not, um, no, at, at all. Get your thing, girl. Let that go. Get what you want to get, right? Exactly. Um, oh, obviously, everything. Yeah, just you know, do it safe yeah, and, and and safe. Yeah, they. I think that for a long time, at least when we were growing up, there was a big stigma against mm-hmm. that. Like this, oh my god, this yes. choice of like, I'm not gonna just sleep around because that's what people do. Yeah, and. That was, like, the thing you were supposed to do. I really like that it's not, oh, woe is me. I don't have somebody to sleep around, to to have sex Mm -hmm. with, to, like, get get my rocks off. Like, it's just, hey, you know, um, I would love to have somebody in my life that would make me happy, but that's not what I got right now. Um, And I I like the... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I got things that will take care of business. Don't get (laughs) it. Right? But, like, I just, I like that the way that she writes it is that it's not this, like, pity fest. Like, for example, in opposition to something like Bridget Doan's Diary, right? Or How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Or um, this, like, My Best Friend's Wedding. Like, this desperation to have somebody in your life. Where you have, that's like, that was the narrative that was in the romantic comedy genre when we were coming of age. Like, that was, that was what it is. You had to get yourself a man. Mm -hmm. Snatch him up before they disappear. And it's like, that's, instead, it's this realistic idea that it is better to find somebody that is worthy of your time and attention than to waste your time on people who are harmful. And if you find... Yes, and if and when she does get with Levi, she doesn't ha- go into this with the expe- expectation that this is going to be the one. No, right. right? She's just like we're having fun, we're fucking. That's great. Right, but that also doesn't diminish the fact that the what they're having in that moment is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it- and so I just feel like she's her Allie Hazelwood does a really good job of approaching when things are healthy, of making sure she clarifies that they are healthy. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I do like, too, that I feel like in the last few years, they've definitely moved away from the stupid double standard for women, too, that was either you were yes. a slut or you were a prude. Right. Oh, Thank God, God. yes. And I, cause I hated that growing up. It's like, if you didn't do anything, oh, you're such a prude. But if you yes. did anything, you're a fucking slut. Like, there was yes. no way to deal with anything when we were teenagers like yes it drove me insane i'm like oh so i'm a slut or i'm a prude mm-hmm. and no matter what you do it's oh, wrong yeah. yeah it's absolutely wrong um i will say though like i i don't 
so B does have some issues as far as like she has a lot of walls up and, and she literally says that mm-hmm. and her sister says that in yeah. here um, and now she has them up though because of what happened with Tim yes right so her fiance mm-hmm. ex-fiance at this point went around and fucked it sounds like fucked everybody yeah uh, and then told and then she found out tried to break up with him and then he like convinced her to stay with him he basically emotionally abused her into staying yeah and then mm-hmm. kept doing it and she finally broke up with him and his whole thing was like well if you would have just like had sex more or enjoyed sex more or whatever mm-hmm. i wouldn't have had to go fuck other people yeah i i right. so like that's my thing with the, like they haven't been with anyone else i understand why b hasn't yes hers mm-hmm. makes sense but his does yes. not. And that's where we need no. to get into the part that I didn't like. Like, that is extremely yes. pathetic to me. I'm sorry. Like, but, he's okay. so... He has, though. Um, but... No, no. Um, he literally says that he has not been with anybody since her. No, that's not that's true. He, says. he was with... No. He was with the, the girl that... Um, that is ultimately his best friend that who died was, in that the, was where he met B. he broke up with her after he met B the first time okay actually I retract my statement <laughs> yeah he, when he met B he was done looking for anybody else yeah. they literally haven't seen each other in 10 fucking years and he hasn't been with anyone because he's still like because he's like this. wrapped up for her are you sure it's 10 years I thought it was like 5 like- years I think it was. I thought it was five years oh, too. Maybe I'm wrong. But still, here's the thing: it, the thing that I didn't like about it is cre- it creates this narrative where if you love somebody from afar, or whatever, and you have a crush, if you just wait long enough, they'll come around. It sets a terrible precedent, yeah. right? And and that's and it that's incel yeah. adjacent behavior. Yes. And on top of it, it's like that's not emotionally healthy. No, like you shouldn't not at all. pine after nope. somebody that you knew five years ago and you haven't interacted with since then to the point that it's like become consuming. Now to hit now we don't know everything with him as far as like, you know, maybe he just has been really wrapped up in his work and like everything that happened where his best friend died and he's been there to help kind of like raise his daughter in a way. But just the way it comes up, like I was so turned off in that moment of like you haven't been with anybody and and that it's isn't not healthy. no it's not, not at healthy all. and that isn't to say that if you go five years ten years whatever without a partner that that is unhealthy it's not if that is what you want and and whatever a hundred percent oh yeah no. go like a hundred percent but like thing, but... but don't do it because you're pining after somebody you knew five years ago and didn't even know that well yeah the only way, the only way I could maybe see this as being slightly okay, and still only slightly, is if he had known that um, the Twitter handle, what would Marie Curie do? Oh, yeah. If, if right. that was the situation, that yeah, changes it a little, a little bit. It's still a little creepy. That and she was married. Like, he yeah. didn't know that, that she broke up with him. Yes. Well, yeah. And that's the other thing. He thought she was married the entire yeah. time until she comes back. And so, yes. like, why? Were you not at least trying to date somebody? Like, again, if, if you don't want to date, you don't want to date, that's fine. But Absolutely. he literally didn't date because he was pining after somebody who didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she literally thought he was, she was, they were worst enemies. I've heard this, like, a variation of this a few times in the last few years. And I, 
the more I sit with it, the more I kind of agree with it. Um, it's this idea that the person that's actually like good and healthy for you to be in a romantic relationship with is not the person that makes you go head over heels and, and, and insane when you think about them. Like it's not the like love at first sight, you can't stop your head, heart from beating kind of thing. It's the person that you fall in love with slowly. And and the reason for that is like you if your brain starts operating irrationally that's a like that's a fear response that's not a love response like if your adrenaline is constantly coursing through your body that is not healthy that is not a healthy response but we've told mm -hmm. ourselves society has given us this like oh my god if you if you can't eat you can't sleep you can't think about anything else but this person that must be love that's not love yeah. that's obsession and more and more the more i sit with it the more i think about the fact that it should like real love like maybe it can mm -hmm. be started with that right but if that's all it is yeah. that's not real love a real love requires like a foundation and like his idea that this is, he's in love with her no you barely you're know obsessed her. with her well so you're obsessed I follow with this, her um editor like book editor on tiktok and she gives or not sorry on instagram and she gives all sorts of advice like how to write scenes and one of the things that she said about how to write really good romantic novels or romantic plots is it's not the big sweeping moments it's the little moments that you mm -hmm. continue to pepper throughout the book that really give the romance and i feel like that really comes back to that too it's like it's not the big things it's the little things it's the little kind of like tiny moments that maybe to other people wouldn't mean anything but to you is like romantic and fun and cute and sexy and whatever they point that out in um if you've ever seen the good place i have yeah so good at job. one point it's a great show. good show um i also watched that the last week um i forget that the last season destroys me emotionally i have not seen the last season oh, oh. emotionally destroyed <gasps> um I love it, but Liz, it's so good. But that. there's at one point where she's she's confronted with the fact that in one of their past moments, they told each other that they loved her, her and she. Mm -hmm. um, and she asks Michael how it happened at one point. And he shows her, and it literally was <laughs> right before Chidi sneezed, she grabbed a tissue and handed it to him. And he said it was literally just the process of... Um, of anticipating each other's needs and i was like oh yeah like i <laughs> i've i've been talking mad shit about the fact that he didn't do anything for 10 years i'm single as fuck but that has nothing to do with being no. obsessed with anybody or anything that is because people annoy the living shit out of me and dating is exhausting yeah. that is the reason <laughs> god yes well and it's also I can, that's an that's our third podcast we could have <laughs> is dating's better. exhausting and I don't care to date I would rather die single I don't know than how go I fit into that. on another dating app that podcast other than the person who's just like oh my god you have to do that <laughs> you would be shocked I would be yeah I want the uh, amount of dick pics I it's, nobody wants them no you know how like in the 90s there was like what would you do for a Klondike mm -hmm, bar mm -hmm. Um, so think about dating as the reverse. What would you rather do? Like, what would you like endure for dick? That's yeah. that's like what it is. Or like sex? And it, the, your sex. tolerance becomes less and yeah. less and less. Like that Klondike bar starts to look 
less and yeah. less appealing the older yeah. you get. I'm just like, I'm fine. I People annoy the, like, I have my people. Uh, the people in the world kind of annoy the shit out of me. And none of them's giving you dick. Nope. Sure not. It's not going to change. It it's turns out, it does not matter. Um, you could be a fucking sex mm-hmm. god. If if you are a horrible human, I would rather Yeah, die. I have to be able to... <laughs> then let you touch me. I have to... <laughs> tolerate you in order to fuck you i would just like to go on a date where i don't have to carry the conversation that would be a really big step (laughs) up it's terrible that alone that alone might get you in my pants right like i think i would be the worst person to date because like i just assume anytime i interact with anybody not assume but like my my natural response is how do i get out of this conversation as quickly as possible same it is always that it, I mean, not with you guys. No, no, no. But... Yeah, no, not with friends. But like, like, I can, like anybody. Who... I can talk to you bitches all night. That's why we have such mm. a hard time when we're recording. But <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, I don't tolerate people enough to be able mm-hmm. to handle it. I just can't. I, I have become. I hate small talk I so much. I hate it so much. Where are you from? What do you do? When you gross. Like I literally. <laughs> I'm from hell. I'm here to kill you, and I'm taking myself up next. <laughs> That's where I'm at. That's. Oh my god! I uh, now, if somebody on a date said that to me, I'd be like, "Okay, I, I know, right? There'd be this. a jumping off <laughs> point." Work with that. Okay, back to this book we're supposed to be talking about. This book. Oh, uh, what about this book though? <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like so many podcasts, and I have said this on every single podcast we've recorded at least the last like two or three that we bitch about the book and it's like i don't want to bitch about the book like Uh, but the thing is like i don't we have things we we, like and things we don't we've what the fuck have we said we're the writing voice it's true i do that that is the one thing i like i do really like the writing style i think that personally you guys can fight me on this if you want to but i personally think this is one of the better I would agree. written yes like yes. we're talking language I would absolutely agree. that we've read on any I would of them. absolutely agree this book does have that um i i do enjoy the characters so mm-hmm. well like i know we we went off a little bit on him but like he just doesn't feel like he's fully fleshed out yet you know yes. what i mean like it, it feels like he's missing something but the rest of the characters i really enjoy yeah all right cool we've said enough good shit um <laughs> <laughs> no um i do th- i actually i really did like the ma- uh madame curie like little hints dropped in between yeah. like i loved those little like history drops in there mm-hmm. and i think it kind of gave you a sense of like where um b's mental state was at a little bit because it's clear that she's like almost made dr curie like this um essentially not like imaginary friend exactly but like it's her idol essentially she's completely yeah yeah she's like this touchstone for her of like where she's at with things and so i I really did like that i found that really i also really liked learning the facts about marie curie there was a lot i didn't know about her yeah i don't know like there's a lot that i really did like about it when i was when i was reading it and i i do really like the trope and you guys tell me if you agree with this one but i do 
as much as like I didn't like that Levi seemed to be more obsessed than in love, um, I do like the trope where the guy I falls in do love as first. Well because it doesn't seem to happen very often. Same. I I do like that where he's just like, mm-hmm. just waiting for you to catch up, girly girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Someday you'll be here and I'll be waiting. Well, because like every time she was like, well, that's because you hate me, and she was, she thought she was telling the truth and he was like what what no no i do i I really just wanted him to be like i did like i wanted him to freak out on her just a little bit (laughs) that was the one thing is i was like you could just tell her you don't hate her you don't have to tell her that you are in love with her Mm -hmm. you could just say i don't hate you stop it i don't hate you you don't have Uh, to explain just I, mean, I don't I hate he, you. He did try a couple of times and she wasn't very receptive. He just, he some kind of dropped it a lot. And it was yeah. like, no, just don't drop it. Just, just freak on her just a little bit for me, please. Yeah. Just freak out just a little bit on her. Also, professionally, you guys are working together. So you have to get along. You should really have like a come to Jesus with each other for a moment. I mean, yeah. Um, that was the other thing that bothered me a lot in this book is like from a professional standpoint, I was just like, nope, that's not how you're supposed to fucking interact. Just, Granted, that's how people interact all the time. So what yes. the fuck do I know? It's true. You just need to... Okay, so now that we have made me feel better about the negativity, and we've talked a little bit about positivity, <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up or talk about about this book? I did really like the... So, the cat. Yes! That's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> there, she... So... Cats. On her first day, she sees a cat on a cart in NASA. How did this cat get in there? They never explain it. But it's, it's a kitten. It somehow got into a building, a NASA building, and it was up on this cart. So she was up, like, talking to this kitten, and it jumped off of the cart, and, like, the boxes that it had been on became unstable and um, almost fell on her. And the only reason they didn't is because he shoved her up against a wall, which, just Hi. <laughs> Danny likes to shove against the wall. God, that says a lot about me. Do love a good shove. Anyway. Um, Don't shove me up. So all this all this time, she is, she's seen the cat a couple of different times. She's leaving treats in her office. Like she left the vent open so that the cat can come and go as she pleases. And he keeps saying that it's her imaginary friend. It's her imaginary cat and everything. And he goes through the security footage and finds yeah. all these like moments of the cat yeah and it's that was one very cute like i'm like oh. that's a lot of work it's a lot of fucking that is a work. lot of work i will say that's also how she found out that guy was the one who was coming in and sabotaging yes which like we didn't talk about guy because he's a I, dick face and we hate him he's the villain he shows up he he's been sabotaging her the whole time and then he tries to fucking like kill her at the end or have her kill herself or whatever Mm -hmm. um to sabotage the project because originally he was the lead on the project and now he's not blah 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 usual fucking privileged white guy bullshit correct which which i'm saying his his name is literally guy yeah which doesn't mean that it was like i don't mean blah 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 was written poorly in the book i just mean like fuck yeah you're right fucking yeah he was like editing himself out of the um security footage yeah, to not get caught, like, sneaking into her office and shit. Yeah, and when he found all the all the footage of the cat and gave it to her, that's how she, she noticed, because there were little snippets right before he got, like, edited yeah. out that she noticed things. 
But yeah, oh my god, I loved that. I was like, that's the cutest gift. That is, because it takes a lot of fucking work. It's it took a, lot a of long fucking, time. It would take a long... However, I'm confused that if you watched all the security footage to find the cat, how come he never saw Guy sneaking into her office? Or maybe he just didn't think anything of it. Guy was editing himself out of the footage. It was oh, just... It, he, he missed see, one spot. He missed, like, one spot of, like, the door opening. Mm-hmm. And, and that her computer was on, and that he didn't think anything of. Right. Um, because her computer... She said she always locked her computer. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, so he literally just went through and like found all the little snippets. Um, but yeah, so and then she like after mm-hmm. after everything is all fixed and everything, she goes and finds the cat and she's like, "Can can we move in?" <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, I'm yeah. good with them now." I will say, anytime there's a cat, one involved. of the things that we have kind of like glossed over or 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 just haven't really talked about is that uh, B is a twin. B is a twin. Mm-hmm. Um, and her twin sister is sort of off gallivanting around the world, essentially. And B and her twin sister lost their parents at a very young age and have had to like live with a variety of family members for a while. And so like B doesn't really have a home mm-hmm. home, right? Right. And one of the things that f- makes it feel like, B's simultaneous resistance to to Levi and and getting comfortable with him and her like dr- part of what draws her to him is the fact that he f- he kind of feels like he could be a home for yes. her. He could be a home base for her. And then she gets the tattoo at the end. She has a tattoo of the outline of every country she's ever lived in because they her mm-hmm. and her sister were bounced around to um, all the pretty much all the different places that the author lived, um, she would they were bounced around a lot to different family mm-hmm. members, and then at the end she um, gets a like outline of their house with two kittens in it. Yeah, that's cute. It was cute. I was mm-hmm. like, aw, it was really cute. Final like positive note to leave mm-hmm. it on is that Levi is really like into the things about be that that make her unique Mm -hmm. right like it's not just that she's pretty Mm -hmm. he likes her tattoos he likes her piercings he likes that she dyes her hair um he likes her style he likes her clothing like um one of the arguably shitty things that he can't like take back um is that he come one of the statements he says is there's a dress code here right yeah very early on and it's there's it's kind of implied that while yes he was gotten after by his boss he also is like i don't want to be around you when you look like that because you look good um and so i like that it isn't there isn't any part of it where it's like i like you in spite of right it's yeah um i like you in totality he does apologize for that at one point because he he's like, I yelled at you about a dress code when I literally had a arm, a hole in the armpit of my t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I do le- I do really like that because I think even even in our romance novels, sometimes you have these romance heroes, right? Who are like, I like you, but I would like you better yeah. if. And it's like, come on, fuck off with that shit. No one asked. Right. No one, no one asked. asked. Fuck off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. 
No, no. So, with all of that in mind, what do you guys rate this book? Do we want to start at Spice? Spice for me was probably about a two. It was not a lot of spice. I think I put it at a three. I, I put it at a three, um, but it's like a 2.5, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, romance? What you got? Three. three. Yeah, probably also a three. three. So, yeah. We've had better. We've yeah. had worse. So what does it make your overall then? It's honestly, I think for me, like a 3.5. Because mm. I do really like the narrative. I do really like the, like... I really like her personality. I really right. like the way that the book is written overall. Um, there are just a few. Uh, I like spicy things, and this <laughs> wasn't it. Yeah, I think I also gave it, I, I mean, I know I gave it a three on Goodreads. Um, and it wasn't because of the lack of spice. It, for me, it was almost like the lack of romance. Yeah. Like, it just didn't. Too. I didn't get the, the butterflies. I didn't get that feeling. Yeah, I didn't really want to jump his bones. I ultimately gave it a four on Goodreads because mm-hmm. I always round up. Uh, for me, it was a three point five. For me, it was it was pretty solidly a four until the ending, and then the ending just felt very rushed yeah. to me. Like yeah. it went from we're we're coasting along, working on this project, and then all of a sudden, when shit hit the fan, it hit the fan, and we had like twenty pages to get out of mm-hmm. there. And I was like, ah, okay. Um, this just like. Uh, and I feel like some of that some of that romance could have been built up a little bit better if we had more time to flush it out at the end you know what I mean I would agree Um, so for me it's a 3.5 sounds good so we all kind of agree on that one yeah it's right around the Mm -hmm. 3 to 4 ish Um, Mm -hmm. the question that I have is what books or just what anything would you recommend if somebody liked this or kind of liked what's happening, wanted it same or similar? I don't know if I have a book recommendation, but I do recommend The Good Place for that. Mm. The, the relationships in The Good Place are really awesome. And it is a lot of having to relearn each other, which I do enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. Again, the ending will rip your heart out, but that's four seasons away so it's fine it's fair <laughs> i think i really recommend the soulmate equation by christina lauren not because it's also a sciencey based book but because it has like a lot of semi enemies to lovers vibe and like forced proximity mm-hmm. um having to work together for things so it, it kind of has a lot of the same tropes in it the the most obvious is to read the love hypothesis mm-hmm. if you like this you are going to love the love hypothesis uh, you just will all right, folks. Well, I think that's everything. Um, so, yeah. If you liked this episode, uh, please find us wherever you're finding us. Like, subscribe. I don't know whatever bullshit people say on the socials these days. And uh, go out to our website at wrongdustjackets.com. Um, find us, follow us on our socials. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us what you want us to read. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like in a nice and constructive way. Yes. Um, don't be a troll. Otherwise, thanks so much, y'all, for listening. We hope you had a good time. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.